the talk show. It's five minutes after eight o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the talk shop with myself, my lady, Muleo. You're on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Taking your calls on 0891-104-207. Now, we're talking about the after-tears phenomenon. Gone are those days when funerals used to be uh, conservative and gloomy affairs. Now... They've become social events where booze is a massive part of it. So to, make, to help us understand what is this after-tears culture and why it's, it's booming so much in townships, I'm joined on the line by Dr. Hepi Sanziba, who's a clinical psychologist uh, with Medforum uh, Hospital in Pretoria. Doctor, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us. Good evening, Anna Lady. Let's let's start by. Un- I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Thank okay, you. good. So, uh, we've all heard about the after party, but for some South Africans that perhaps have never heard about the after tears, help us understand what is after tears. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Mm. Uh, after the after tears party is a phenomenon um, that has emerged recently, um, an observation that was made over the recent years. You will have a funeral in, in mostly in townships. And then after the funeral a group of um, young people in, in most cases they will be having their cooler bags and uh, even different set of clothes where they will change into their party clothes and then the party mode begins immediately after the funeral. Mm. Sometimes it happens uh, not very far away from where the funeral was. Mm. You know, immediately after the burial and after eating and uh, old women washing the dishes and everything, these young ones will um, go house, to the house next door or three houses away, and then they will start loud music, booze, uh, and everything else. Mm. It's a party, a full-blown party. Now, if you've never been to an, an after-tears party, you'd imagine that it... it Perhaps it's something that is quite warm. I mean, it's perhaps young people coming together and uh, having a few drinks and reminiscing about the person that's passed, and it becomes something that, you know, really doesn't do all that much damage. Um, yes, um, you reminded me of something when, when mentioning the mood, you know, mm. um, being warm. But the impression that I got, because the study that I conducted a few years ago, indicated with the data that I, I have um, from the people in the townships, um, it indicated rather an extreme recently. Mm. Um, the, the, yeah, the, the, the findings indicated that it was done like that initially when the practice got, you know, um, to be known. Because people, it looks like people did that in a more respectful way. Mm. And they were quite aware and sensitive of other people around them. But it looks like in the recent years, the practice, people have been, have gotten used to it so much that they never really cared how other people feel. So it looks like it's a trend that, you know, uh, gets to where um, um, sensitivity gets to erode over time, mm. where people end up not really um, being sensitive to how other people would feel or mm. would think when they see them, you know, drinking and uh, uh, having a party after yeah. a funeral. I've seen, I've seen very extreme cases, of course not in, in real life on YouTube. Um, mm. and, if, and, and if you look properly, you might, just, you might just find it if you search for it, a video of, 
of girls drinking and dancing half naked after a funeral or during the funeral. Mm. You're not too clear. It's not too clear in the video whether it's after or during the funeral. But just, mm. just, just coming back to your point about it uh, becoming something that is that is not as warm and fuzzy as it used to be. Give us a call. Mm. Tell me what you've observed uh, at the after tears parties that you've attended, if you have ever been to one. And do you think that it helps mourners to move on and get on with life as quickly as possible? Does it really just distort the the ritual of a, a funeral and saying goodbye to a family member or friend? Uh, give me a call on 0891-104-207. That's 0891-104-207. And I'll also take your SMSs on 34701. That's 34701. Uh, Doctor, is this, is this a trend that is happening in townships only? No, not, not, not so much in rural areas? Mm, it's quite interesting what you're asking because um, before conducting a study, I have also been wondering and being under the impression that it's a trend, it's something that is done um, most probably in, 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 in townships. But from, you know, um, uh, accounts of uh, people in, uh, with the data that I collected, mm. there's a few people that indicated that even in some rural areas, it has started to, you know, to spread onto that. But in rural areas, they're still doing it in a more respectable manner. They will go move far away from from the place where the funeral is, and then it will be held like more behind closed doors. So you wouldn't easily see or pick up that um, they, that is an after um, party uh, after tears uh, party. Mm. Give us a call. Yeah, and another mm-hmm, another interesting thing is there is um, the lingo that goes with it. Some people call it after tears party. Here around in Pretoria, most of the township, they call it vising ons. Mm. It's an African word that means who is seeing us, you know. Mm. That's dangerous. That's saying nobody's seeing what we're doing, so we can go as yeah. crazy as we want. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to take your calls. Share with me your experiences. If you've ever attended an after-the-tears party, is this something that helps us get over uh, our loss? Uh, 34701, that's 34701. Here's an SMS that's coming. I don't know who it's coming from, but it says some people get invited to the after-tears. If you want to hook up with your friends in the afternoon and they'd been to a funeral earlier, they'll tell you to come to the after-tears. Some don't even change their clothes. They go to the funeral with bright colors and skimpy dresses. Mm. Mm. I agree. Mm. That strips of, you know, um, the meaning uh, that we and the perception that we've always had about funerals. Um, in the past, um, we used to know that when there's a funeral, like this forced uh, houses away from where I stay, as a sign of respect, uh, it would be quiet. I wouldn't even think of doing a party, or if there was a wedding, it would have to be postponed. But now, um, even when there's a funeral, the party can still go on. People go for different reasons, attend funerals for different reasons, one of them being to hook up with their long-lost you know, friends. Um, so the, the funeral gradually gets to lose meaning and the purpose. Mm. Uh, remember, the, the main purpose for attending funeral. Uh, in the past, always some people to support the family of the deceased to show that um, they are mourning together and grieving together. But recently, I think that has 
completely uh, changed. The meaning has completely changed to I go there to socialize more than anything. Mm. Mm. 0891-104-207 to give us a call. Martin is in Kruger National Park. Martin, good evening. Good evening, and how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I'm just fascinated by the topic you have there. Uh, there's just few things, though, that one need to outline. Mm. Uh, this thing of faster peers, normally the, uh, from the villages where I come from, uh, there are those who dig the grave. Mm. So those who dig uh, the graves, normally they'll give them uh, brood beer. Um, yes, to thank them for uh, having dug the graves. Yeah, uh, to thank them for the work done uh, 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 in preparation of the house of our, for our deceased. Mm. But the, the manner not in which things have gone now, if you can go to my village and you find there's two funerals or three funerals. People now use it uh, uh, something where they have to get food. Martin? Martin, are you still there? Okay, I think the line with Martin is terrible. Uh, Togozila is in Johannesburg. Togozila, good evening. Good day, how are you? I'm very well, thank you for calling. I'm fine. You know, when this, um, after TSB Sinans, I was just started, I was in Pretoria, I started in the early 90s, mm. I think. Mm. Um, the thing is, it, it, when it started, it wasn't really about making, having a party. Mm. Uh, most of the time, remember when we go to funerals, it's when someone has passed on and we don't normally meet. We are living such a busy life. Mm. It used to be a come-together of friends immediately after a funeral, and we would hold it at a different venue, a bit far from where the funeral right. um, is. And like I think the doctor is saying, it, it, it has gone out of the context that it was. It started at. Mm. We, and I'm not sure if doctor would know, there used mm. to be places like, um, oh, I forgot, but in, in, in the... In, in Tukaya Mabopani. Mm. That's where mm. it started really, Mabopani and Soweto. And mm. we, it, it was meant to, just for friends to be together immediately after a funeral, just to stick together, not necessarily as a lousy or loudy, uh, uh, gathering. Yeah. But it has lost its meaning, I would, I would concur with what the doctor is saying mm. this day. Because people didn't get opportunities to meet and to see each other. Family members and friends didn't get time to spend with yes, each other. So was, a funeral was, was the place to do that. Yes, it would be easier. Remember, when we meet, funerals bring people together. We come together. We Then we reminiscing about the past and talking about things. But it wasn't supposed to be the party that it is today. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Tokazila, for calling in. Sarah sent an SMS that says, any excuse to get drunk and have fun, shame on them. I respect mm. the deceased too much. Sarah, thank you for that SMS. Martin is back on the line uh, at the Kruger National Park. I'm glad we got you back, Martin, because I wanted to hear the rest of your point. Uh, you mentioned that in, in, in the villages where you come from, um, at the end of the funeral, brewed beers given to the young men that had dug the grave. And now... Yeah, so now things have gone, 
not out of proportion that uh, people didn't have that uh, that respect in which would expect people now come to demand you know things like the the uh, the head of a cow <laughs> cow has been slaughtered uh, to people who are still in pain you see, of losing uh, their their loved ones. Mm. So I think uh, the best solution to this thing was it is causing problems to those families where they don't have money uh, like some do. Because uh, to some I think it's fine because they are rich, but we've got poor people where uh, because there's no cows that have there. Yeah. People don't go to the funeral. I think we have to bring back that uh, that dignity that goes with the burial thing and do things in a very decent way yeah. to okay. show that love and respect for, for our things. But I think this thing of the after tears, after all, I think it was uh, done by those who were, were gangsters most of the time. Right. Because they say, uh, this is the life of that you were living with the dead, uh, mm. uh, so the president must do that in his honor. But now, uh, things have been blown out of uh, proportion. But I appeal to our people not to waste money where it is not necessary. Mm. The future is so much bright. Right. Um, if we spend money to those things, it means we are killing the candle slightly. Yeah. And slowly, and yeah, no, I agree with you, Martin. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, three four seven, I want to send in your SMSs and give me a call on oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. Um, here's an SMS from Henny that actually agrees with some of the points that Martin's raised. It said, uh, after tears came as a, as a chance to help people accept the loss and to bid goodbye to the deceased in the way that they lived uh, with that person. So if if that person was a prostitute, um, other prostitutes will show uh, prostitute behavior at a funeral and dressing half naked and speaking their language and 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 then uh, if someone was a gangster, you know, they'd be spinning of cars at the funeral. Uh, I wonder if even that is still a good idea. I mean, you 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 cannot say uh, goodbye to the deceased and and say you know because they lived by the gun, we're going to then fire shots at the funeral. Is that something that? That is even right. Uh, one SMS says, I think it is morally and ethically re- reprehensible to have after tears. It is more like celebrating death. 34701 to send in your SMSs and give me a call on 0891 You know, Dr. Um, yes. Martin raised uh, another point in a trend that's happening now in the rural areas, he says, where people attend funerals and they demand to be fed quite a lot. And and that puts pressure on families. And and that's also a big problem because you cannot just have a quiet and peaceful funeral anymore. There's got to be extravagant cars and people have got to be dressed up and there's got to be food to feed a nation for three days and booze that's flowing. And at the end of that, right after the funeral, the entire family is in debt. Mm. Uh, yeah, just uh, when you mentioned that, it reminds me of the interesting findings uh, that come out, that came out from the study mm. when I was doing my literature review. It has been uh, found out that it's not a practice that is only happening in South Africa. 
you get to Nigeria, uh, where it's acceptable, but that when somebody has died, it takes um, almost the whole month with some uh, tribes in other African countries. So it's an acceptable practice to wait, to spend money, to uh, buy expensive, you know, coffins, to um, uh, slaughter, you know, to give people uh, food to eat after the funeral. So I would also concur with um, Tokovile when she she brought it uh, from a positive angle that initially mm. it's not a, it isn't really a bad idea for people to you know to get to hookup um, after the funeral those um, who have not been seeing each other or who have not seen each other for a long time. But recently the worry um, that um, people have is that recently it has developed to be an excuse, an example for drinking, an excuse for saying uh, people we have cried a lot within a short space of time. Mm. Let's just be happy and have a party. Um, some of the, the, the themes from, from the study that I conducted touch and highlight on quite a number of uh, aspects that uh, scholars have, have mentioned. I'm glad that they mentioned this because it confirms, it keeps on confirming, you know, the results or the findings of the study that it, not, it wasn't really a bad practice. And Martin also mentioned um, something that reminded me of uh, what used to happen and what happened also in our cultures when uh, somebody has died in the family. Those members of, uh, of the community who came to help, like in um, Sesotho, we call them Dipiri. In mm. mm-hmm. We call them the Piri, and then after the funeral, there will be what we call the Alabari Harafu, or mm-hmm. the Alabari Harafu, where they will be cooking for those people who have been assisting with digging the grave. Yes, so right. it has been an acceptable practice. I'm sure we're quite aware of that. Mm. But uh, that, it looks like uh, some people, when they became aware that um, there's a resonance or after chess party, they equated with that. Those are two different things. Right. Um, yes. Because with, that is um, a cultural practice, practice, right? Yes, it's a cultural practice. But what we see emerging from that is just uh, what you see now: the, the um, after tears party, which you know some people take it with, you know, and are dissatisfied with the practice, especially the old people in the society who feel who condemn the practice to its core, who feel that it's total disrespect mm. for the deceased. Taking the way in which we understand and we, the way in which we um, perceive death in our cultures, in African cultures, death is, is, is not like the end in our cultures, if you are away. Mm. Some people, uh, or in our African cultures, we believe that uh, when people die, they become ancestors, they go into the afterlife. So for all people who still, you know, or some people who still uh, honor and cherish the cultural practices, it's really an offense to imagine having a party like that one, mm. especially immediately after we have bid farewell to this person that we believe that um, he will be an ancestor, he will be in the afterlife. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that brings a sharp contrast between um, what is supposed to happen when somebody that we love, some, a part of a member of our community has died, um, where we should show the, the last respect and you know, bid farewell to the afterlife. And so we party. It's just, mm. yeah, it's at the end. Mm. Busi in Soweto says, last year on the 15th of June, we buried a dear friend of mine, uh, of ours. Her name is Jackie. 
and there, there was a massive after tears which went on until 10 o'clock at night but the pain is still with us just yesterday we had gathered as friends and we cried about Jackie's absence in our lives the after tears did not ease the pain or do anything for the mourners. Mm. I must admit, though, it brings life to the it brings mm. life to the depressing uh, funeral routine, which one cannot avoid, especially if you're living in the township. I'm going to take mm. more of your SMSs on three four seven zero one. That number again is three four seven zero one, and give me a call on zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. What have you observed um, of after tears ceremonies? Have you attended one? Uh, do you think that it, it helps ease the pain after you've attended a funeral? Is it just an excuse for us to get drunk? 34701 to send in your SMSs, and I'll take your calls on 0891-104207. You're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And there was an SMS that, that, that earlier on said, you know, it really, any, it, it really is any excuse just to get drunk and have fun. That's what Sarah said. Mm. And... I want us to talk about how this contributes to South Africa's negative drinking culture. Already, we're massive drinkers. Mm. Mm. Yes. I, am I still there? Mm? You're still here. Okay. Yes. Um, I would agree um, with what with opinions of other people there, um, saying um, after the after-tears party is just an excuse for, you know, taking food to those levels because if you, you can imagine alcohol with the history the history that our country has, has been through with the introduction of alcohol and um, in the past alcohol used to be something that was not acceptable in our especially in our townships you have to have a license you know and we grew up knowing that even now um, there's a rules that restrict certain age groups not to, t- to drink alcohol. You can mm. see even with adverts that alcohol is still something that we need to be careful about. Yeah. But with the, uh, with the introduction of the after tears party, you will find even children uh, that are said to be underage, under the age of 18, having a, an excuse, you know, that will be their time to drink. They know they have been restricted, but with, when they're at the party, it gives them a reason to say let us just drink because otherwise out there we're not allowed to drink. Mm. That's how I'll look at it. Mm. And uh, that's how it promotes the culture, you know, of not, you know, uh, taking care, taking responsibility. Mm. Mm. Uh, 3471 to send in your SMS. in Berlin says people demand because the insurance is paid out, they even buy cars. Um, sure. Yeah, 34701 to send in your SMSs and give me a call on 0891104207. We're talking about uh, the after tears phenomenon, the parties that are thrown after funerals and, and parties that have become destructive where, you know, people are slurring and they're completely drunk. And, you know, one of our callers, uh, I think it was Nogwazi earlier, said that initially this was something that was going to be... Um, that was for us to come together and because there were no other opportunities for people to meet. So mm. funerals were also an opportunity for people to socialize. But when mm. you have things like people wearing skimpy outfits and getting stupidly drunk at a funeral, I wonder what happens to the family that is left behind. Because, mm. you know, a mother who's just lost her daughter and now has to face all of her friends running around drunk, um, wearing skimpy outfits at the funeral 
And as you mentioned, you know, as Africans, some people believe that if you've passed on, you're now an ancestor. The family now has to live with the fact that their daughter um, perhaps knows that her send-off was one that was riddled with all that corruption, really. Hmm. Let's talk about yeah. where, where this leaves the family. Um, you can imagine, Nadine, hmm. what happened. It reminds me of one of um, my, the respondents that I got an opportunity to talk to mm. about, you know, the, 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 the personal experience that she had. Um, she indicated to me that I used to enjoy, you know, after tears parties, I used to go attend every after tears party. Actually, that was the reason why she attended so many funerals, because she knew that after them, there would be a party. But it happened mm. that um, her sister died. She passed away. And it was painful for her mm. to look at the people doing the same thing that she has been doing mm. at other people's funeral. And now it's coming closer to home. Yeah. You know, quoting her in her words, she said, I watched them as they went away to the house next door, three houses next door. And it was so painful, you know. For the first time, I realized that this thing was not, was not good for me at all. And she said to me, she went straight to death at that time because she didn't even want to imagine. So she wanted to escape from the reality that she was confronted with. That night, it was just very my sister. It felt very painful, and these people uh, seem to be uh, very insensitive to, you know, how we feel as a family. Mm. So, yeah, it is believed that it cheers as much as, you know, the, the aim would be good as others believe. Uh, some families may be teared apart to learn that yeah. this is how you, uh, friends and other people around, uh, you know, our child or our family member system behave when 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 we are in pain. Mm. So it's it's totally unacceptable for some people to be, you know, holding a party or throwing a party while their family members have died. Yeah, uh, taking your calls on oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. I find it interesting that we're not getting any calls from people that have actually attended an after uh, tears party because that says to me. If you haven't, you're listening and you don't want to call in. It's either because you're ashamed of it or, you know, you just don't care. I don't, but maybe, you know, give me a call on 0891-104207 and send your SMSs to 34701. Classic Feel marks the festive season with a comprehensive December-January issue featuring the talented voice behind Disney's Frozen, Edina Menzel, on the cover. We take an exploratory look at both local and international arts, music, design, fashion, and dance. Read our exclusive interviews with the prestigious ACT Lifetime Achievement Award winners, the elated winners of the UJ Dignitas Awards, and meet the Young Impact winners, hoping to make a difference in the arts world. Visit classicfeel.ca.za for more information. Their credentials against Africa's elite in the latest edition of the AFCON in 2015. The 19th of January sees the boys come up against the desert forces of Algeria. The 23rd of January, Bafana take on the Lions of Taranga, Senegal, and they would look to dance with the stars when they wrap up their group with Ghana on the 27th of January 2015. Catch all this action live on your favorite radio station. If you're worried about your financial future, thinking about life insurance, saving for retirement, not sure about investing for you and your family, what about your children's education? To answer all your questions, join me, Brian Hirsch, Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock.
the talk shop. My name is Naledi Molo and you're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Uh, taking your calls, the number is 0891-104-207. And I'm in conversation with Dr. Happy Sitziba. We're talking about the after-tears phenomenon uh, and parties that is thrown after funerals. Are we... Are we in pain? Are we hiding a deep pain? Why um, in, in certain townships, in certain areas, are you seeing parties where people are getting uh, so drunk that they're sloppy after a funeral? Is that is that a way of celebrating someone's life? 34701 to send in your SMSs as well. Tembega is in Peter Maritzburg. Tembega, good evening. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for calling. Yes, I just wanted to comment on today's topic. Sure. And I just have a question for the guest, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, mm. I grew up in a, in an Indian community, and I used to often uh, like hear and even see um, these um, after two years part, like mostly with the Muslim community. Hello? Mm-hmm. No, we're listening to you, Tambega. Yeah, so I'm just curious if is not maybe the case where we like uh, black people are accommodating other cultures because they're finding cool. Because like what happens is often happens that when you hear about some certain things that happen in other cultures, and then you feel like we can fit in them in our own cultures, could that be the case? And then the other thing is that um, one of my aunties. Uh, she lost her husband in 2002, mm. and eight years later, she was discovered to have, to have depression. She took medication for that, and recently, she lost um, Umkul. And she just said that it will never ever pass because even the passing of her husband still hurts today. So I don't know why it could be just a social thing that we're trying to accommodate. Like, okay, we can do this to black people. I don't know. Mm. But Tembega, when you, you, you say you grew up in an Indian community and you saw uh, Muslim families having parties after the funeral, are we talking about the same thing here? Are we talking about parties where, uh, you know, we're talking about a lot of alcohol and a, a full-blown party, like it's like you're in a club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, was, they often would go to a club and apparently they would dance. I just saw, like, with neighbors, there were, like, few neighbors of mine that I saw doing that. Uh, and then I just like when I take talk with friends, I would ask them. They're like, yeah, it's part of their culture. They do that. Mm, okay, okay. Tom yeah. and Peter Marsberg, thank you for calling. Uh, Trudy is in Pimville in Soweto. Trudy, good evening. Hi, Naledi. Mm. Uh, I just want to point out that at these after tears party, you know, it's not just the young ones that are drinking; even the older ones. Right. Yeah, even the older ones, and you must make sure that you have enough drinks, you know, because you have to cater now for your friends, for your relatives, your neighbors, your colleagues, uh, you know, the people who've helped you with cooking and cleaning the house, and the guys who've helped you with, with slaughtering. So you must make sure that there are, you've got enough money, you have cash in your, in your pockets, and you, you know, you have drinks, you have food, people even demand lint chocolates you know when they go to the cemetery and it's just drinking, it can go on until the next day, I mean I've seen that happening, people drink until the next day Mm, and Trudy, you live live in Soweto, so 
Um, you see funerals going on around you quite often, and you see these these parties. What what happens with the families after? Because that's that's my concern. You know, you can have the party and it's thrown, and and at the end of it, the party's in debt. But also, there's the shame of the fact that in in burying a family member, um, I don't know whether they feel disrespected. They do feel disrespected, but mm. now you have to accommodate your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, the same neighbors again who will say tomorrow morning that why, why did you allow this drinking to go on for days? But they were oh. there also demanding like, you know, savannah, some mm-hmm. they want wine, some they want whiskey. You must have all kinds of drinks, you know, not just beers. You must try and accommodate for everyone's taste. Oh. Yeah, Trudy, thank but you for calling. But it's all ages, even the pastors, mm. you know, the so-called uh, men of God. They must have their own drinks and, and all of that. Yeah. The so-called go, the so-called people that go to church 365 mm. days a year. Mm. You know those ones who, when they are preaching, they must like, they will tell you that if you don't go to church and all of that and all of that and all of that. Yeah. Right, Trudy. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. Uh, here's an SMS that says, "Morals, morals. As a people, we have lost our morals and our values. It's just an excuse uh, to get drunk for for, for most people." Uh, three four seven. I want to send in your SMSs. Thomas is in Guiani. Thomas, good evening. Uh, good evening. Sorry, I got the program in the middle. So that's all right. But um, you know, my personal view is that uh, people just want an excuse to drink because they always drink anyway. They, you know, they 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 feel that they are losing out on the drinking because of the funeral. They would have drank on the Friday and maybe wake up late on a Saturday, start drinking again now because there's a funeral. And it was supposed to keep some of them sober over the weekend. So mm. why not get an excuse and say we can't cry, even if we cry a lot, this person won't come back. But the reality is anybody who is a real family member of the deceased, they don't like what they see. Mm. But it looks like they don't have you know they they can't say much they can't say anything but fortunately in the villages you still have order they still order a funeral is still a funeral and uh, it's not other people's cultures i my opinion is that you know when we voted in 1994 we 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 thought we must throw everything out of the window even the good things and just celebrate yes and now the young ones are leading they want to take charge when the elders say this is how we do things, they say no, that was in the past. But if I have a funeral in my place, I expect people to come and mourn with me, mm. to come and console me. I don't want people to come and be happy. And they start discussing about the next match of the African Nations Cup. <laughs> you know, they can do that in, outside my home. Why come to my home if you are still coming to come and rejoice? It's not a party, mm. it's a funeral. Mm. Yes, and if somebody is dead, is dead. And sometimes we confuse issues. We say, no, why do we chant slogans when we are at the political funeral? Even at the political funeral, we don't drink. Mm. Celebrating that life of the deceased or the departed is done in with dignity. Right, right. Yes. Mm. Thomas, thank you so much for calling in. Um, and Thomas is from Guiani. Here's another SMS that comes from Limpopo. Uh, I'm strongly against uh, after tears parties because they're disrespectful to our African culture. We don't have such parties in Limpopo. Um, another SMS that says, 
thanks, my sister, for bringing these kind of issues. You're trying your level best to shape our rotten world. That's Diblo from Bulukwane. Uh, Diblo, thank you for that SMS. Um, Machabeng says, hi, that's just a jollying spree. It's nothing else. Um, nothing else I can with I can say with my with, okay I'll read that SMS again because it doesn't quite make sense to me right now. Um, here's another one that says I'm I'm wait hold on people who really wait no 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 sorry excuse me uh, and after tears is an ex, is an escape from deeper pain than the immediate funeral we are a people that's crying for help and judging won't help that's Molifi Maluma who sent in that SMS is there a deeper pain that we're trying to conceal with alcohol doctor. You know what? I was just about to talk about uh, cocaine strategy and how we deal with with um, death, or how we confront our emotions when we are faced with, in the face of death, loss of a loved one. The reality of death is overwhelming. It's overwhelmingly painful. So, um, I think across across the board, across all cultures, mm. and we cannot continue to ignore or run away from the effects that death and loss has, you know, for us. The only difference is how we handle it. Um, maybe there is a tendency of some people to try to tend uh, to run away from the pain because um, maybe it's too much and they don't know how to handle it. And maybe uh, going to that extreme makes them to feel like, okay, I've escaped now. But the, I don't know if I should say the reality, you know, um, mm. of the, of loss is that after loss, usually they will follow a state what that we call a grief and a, a moaning, mm. which we cannot, you know, uh, continue to ignore. Um, the effect is, 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 I would say, from a psychological point of view, it's natural and it's normal, in a way, to feel abnormally um, emotional, to feel you are in a state that you've never been in before. Yes, it's acceptable. Um, we understand why you are in grief and in mourning and in pain, because you've lost your loved one. So why should you uh, think that it's, you, you you want to move over such uh, so quickly immediately after burying your last one uh, you we just get this picture that everything is fine uh, we can continue and have a party why can't we allow you know the faces uh, ourselves to go through the process uh, to go through the faces until such a time when we will be feeling okay are people afraid these days are we are we confronted with uh, the issues that people are afraid to um get into those feelings, to confirm them to uh, the reality of those feelings to an extent that they soon want to cover up and pretend as if they never existed. Mm. And that, for me, uh, brings the question of, you know, health, healthy money and the reality of yeah. the pain that, we, that, that that we're confronted with. And that, for me, also from a psychological point of view, constitutes what I would call a pathology. Mm. Because you're not accepting what... It, it, you confronted with, you are not uh, saying, okay, this is the reality that I'm facing. Mm. I'm going to go through it until such a time where it my passes. emotions will be resolved, right? And I continue with it. With, with. It's part of normal life. Mm. So why should we? Why do we have to um, to skip the process that is part of of of, of being normal? Yeah. I don't believe so. that moaning and grief is a normal reaction. Normally. Um, and you can't conceal them. Right, yes. right. Doctor, thank you so much for speaking to us. Dr. Happy Sitsiba, clinical psychologist with Medforum Hospital in Pretoria. Um, and thank you so much for uh, for choosing this topic for your PhD paper. You're on the talk shop on SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's get our African affirmations from the Eskia Institute.